The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. Support your healthy CoQ10 levels and blood pressure with two chews a day. Visit RadioBeatsBeets.com and save 15% with promo code DEAL. of the Think Different Podcast. There may be many, many Think Different Podcasts out there, but we're the best one out there. And we'd like to welcome you to the Apple Retail Life. We are former Apple employees now creating our podcast to explain to you the ways of the Apple universe. I am Will TLD back for another episode. Glad you come in every single week, but don't worry. We may be here every Friday, but you can check out older episodes. That's right. We have 54 older episodes talking about Apple Retail Life with former interviews. We have our Apple Retail series talking about how is how much a specialist makes, how much a genius makes, what is the, the role about. We have the Genius Bar Journey, you know, and go back to our episode 100 when we talk about all the COVID breakout and the racists and everything that's going on here in the world. But we captured it all in this last year. So please make sure you subscribe to get our new stuff every single Friday morning. And check us out on our Twitter account. It's at ThinkDiffPod. And on our Facebook, it is Think Different Podcast on both those platforms. So, well, here I am again, guys, for another week here to talk about Apple stuff. And again... I have no idea what is going on, but I know the FBI was on the case to look for Mr. Frank Funk, you know, but the problem is the man, I don't know where he is, but he's just somewhere. And I'm hoping that one day that the FBI is going to solve this case once and for all. I think we have to get Robert Stack on this and actually help out because we need, this is an unsolved mystery indeed. So, oh, well, we'll go without Frank, I guess. So, hey. Wait a minute. Hey, Will. How is there, are you? Is there an angel? Wait a minute. Hey. Go, is that God? No, it's not God. It's Almost. N- I'm bald. I know that voice. It is a... It, is a, it must be a Keto Fresh Frank. That's Frank Funk. Keto Fresh Frank. That's right. There you go. It's Frank just, Funk, ladies and gentlemen. He's back on the episode. Oh, my God, Frank. We have missed you. It has been a couple weeks, sir. But you know what? I knew you were in Florida. I knew you were in Florida because the FBI yeah, told me you were there. But I, I just, just couldn't. Landed, uh, the other day in the Gulf That's Coast bull because they told me you were there two weeks ago. <laughs> that is bull. You were you have been there for weeks. I have I have visual evidence from everywhere showing your whereabouts. But it's so good to see you, Frank. Thank you for coming back. You know why he's back? Because now he knew his Apple stock increased so high that he just had to come back on. Because now that he made all the money that he made from Apple, he's like, oh, okay, I guess I'll come back, come back and help Will. It is a glorious day, Will. It is a glorious day. So earnings were. So talk a little bit about talk a little bit about Florida because you uh you know I the rumor is that the Apple stores are kind of going back and forth on opening closing. What what has been your experience? Because I know you've probably visited the Apple store because you know you wanted to go through a couple of trainings. Well, <laughs> the unfortunately there's there's three uh, Apple stores near 
where I'm at. Uh, I'm on Hutchison Island, which is in uh, outside of Fort Pierce. Uh, there's the Gardens Mall in Palm Palm Beach. Then there's uh, Wellington Green, and and then again Boca Raton. All three of those stores are closed, um, which is kind of unfortunate because with the lockdown, there's there's not a lot to do. Uh, and well, I shouldn't say that. The other day we put up hurricane shutters. Oh yeah, and you survived that. So and it, no, there's probably no damage, right? I heard that the hurricane kind of bypassed you guys. Yeah, it did. It did. And we were we were lucky, but you know you never know. So you you take well, precautions. As of this taping, I don't know where my status is going to be because the hurricane's hitting us on a Wednesday of this week, so or Tuesday night. So who knows where I'm going to be? But we know Frank will be here. Yep. You let me. Well, we'll, we'll talk about it next week to see how uh, Jackson survived. Yes. All right. Well, while we're waiting for that to occur, uh, since we're taping this a little earlier in the week than we normally do. We have some great news articles to get to because there were some things that did happen this week I thought that were very valuable to talk about. So we are going to talk about them. And uh, I want to talk about the first one. And Frank, right away I thought about you because this is a very uh, timing uh, case here. And that is that the Apple finally launched a new universal gift card called Everything Apple, which means hardware, software, content, services are finally under one Apple card. Now, Frank, I know you know the pain that it used to be. Talk about how the stores used to be. Uh, well, you had you had the iTunes gift card and you had the Apple Store card. And yep. uh, the tough and, part and was when the customer came in, then they, they would say, well, I want a gift card. And you say, well, do you want it for the for the store or do you want it for the brick and mortar stores and they would kind of look at you like i yeah. don't know i just want a damn gift card yeah <laughs> and you know how many people order the wrong ones all the time all the time it no and, and that's why i always told people well if you don't know which one you want you're always safe with an apple store gift card because you could buy the you can use the gift card to buy the itunes card in case something goes wrong so I always, that was always a recommendation if you're not sure what you wanted to buy. But yes, there used to be two different cards for two different things, and they finally universally made it under one thing, which I'm assuming is going under your Apple Cash or is going under your credit card to link together. That is my assumption of why they did that, which would make sense to it. Did, does the article mention what they're going to do with all of the third-party outlets that sell iTunes cards. It does say the new Apple Store gift cards will be available over the Tanks website and will be available in some time later this month at other retailers as Walmart, Target, Best Buy, and Amazon. So it looks like they are going to go forward and get rid of the other cards, which, you know, they should, uh, is right, you know. But for the time, but that's going to take a while to go through all those iTunes gift cards and go away. I would say it take a good year before they're all universal as one card now. But the good thing is, if you go to an Apple store, the card you're getting, you know, will be for anything Apple related. Yeah. And then I hope they they have that uh, little strip that peels off nicely as opposed to scraping it off. Yeah. That, that, that was another pain. That, and, and that's a small thing. They were a pioneer of that. Like, uh, that's a small thing a lot of people don't know is that when you peel off the back of an Apple Store gift card, for years, all you have to do is move your camera up to it. It figures out the code. 
and it's all set. Oh, my mom's calling me during the, the podcast. Unbelievable. Oh, my, we're going to hang up on you. Sorry. I'm recording the podcast. The new Super Beats Heart Shoes Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. Support your healthy CoQ10 levels and blood pressure with two chews a day. Visit RadioBeatsBeets.com and save 15% with promo code DEAL. Hey, hey, before you go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen, this episode is sponsored by Zune. Zune is a discontinued line of digital media products by Microsoft. Zune is in the top 1,000 sold digital media players in the world. Listen to all your Napster illegal music right here on this device. Join the more than 2 million Zooners in 2008 today by purchasing your Zune on eBay. Also, you college kids, you can be Zune masters. That's a real thing, by the way. And spread your message on all American college campuses and get free gear and host Zune parties. Join the Zune revolution. All right, everybody, we are back again for the Think Different podcast because my parents can't find their phones, so it's going to hell. So I gave them the article of the Find My, which is a great article. So here's a little tip for all you people out there. If your parents are asking you for something, look up the Apple article. It'll just tell you exactly what to do. So don't ever try to do... I I try to go too far. Frank heard me. I was trying to log into his Apple ID to do it. I'm like, you know what? No, I'm done. You're going to go follow this article, and you're going to find the phone that way. So while we're waiting for that, we have to be careful because a mother and a son are going crazy in Switzerland because they have pushed out a 1,000 fake iPhones to multiple Swiss Apple stores that they ran a scam from 2015 to 2019 that they said were water-damaged phones with an AppleCare Plus replacement, which, of course, then cost $100, what, $100 plus to get it fixed well they did this a thousand times and they got caught and this was a serious issue because in the united states we have a tool that we run called a serial number reader of the genius bar and what it does it scans the serial number to find out if the phone is a real one or not and a lot of times if they weren't they were sent out to our depot facility to confirm Uh, if they're real or not because there were so many scammers like this happening in Apple stores and Frank you dealt with a lot of people just returning phones in general yeah and uh, you know our uh, policy at the store was you had to look at the box make sure and then you had to turn the phone on Mm -hmm. make sure that the serial numbers on the box matched the, the physical phone a lot of people would say what are you doing why are you turning it on well, because then we have to explain to them, we have to make sure that these serial numbers match. And every once in a while, you'd get somebody to say, oh, never mind, never mind, and take their stuff and leave. Right. But, uh, you know, it was, it, it's a tricky process. There's always people out there trying to scam. Yep. Indeed. Now, a little bit of backstory on this, too, is according to the report, the fake iPhones were shipped to Switzerland from Hong Kong with the real iPhones being sent back once they've been obtained. The pair, the the couple, got paid $11 for their work. Uh, And they said that it's not a scam. Now, that could be chalked up to maybe yes or no. Now, you know, Frank, that a lot of... Chinese or Hong Kong people do try to pay others to do stuff for them. I remember that even for the when new iPhones came out. One time I saw them giving money to these kids. They had to be just a little over 18 years old 
they bought the phone for them because they're only allowed a certain amount. So that would happen. So really, as far as I know, there was nothing we could do about it because mm-hmm. it was an individual standing in line, even though you saw someone else give them money. Uh, it doesn't matter. Right. We would sell them the phone. Now, according to the report, the fake iPhones have been given the IMEI numbers of the iPhones that did have AppleCare Plus coverage, and Apple doesn't test water-damaged phones for safety reasons, which is true. Uh, the scammers just walked in, handed their phone, said, hey, I got liquid damage. They look up the IMEI, see AppleCare. They don't even look at the registration or nothing. We have no right to take someone's phone, and they just changed it. And like I said, that would happen for a while, but that's why they came out with a tool to stop that part from happening. So hopefully uh, they don't get, hopefully they were telling the truth on the fact that they were not the scammers, but you know, hate to say it, like I said, there's a, a little suspicious history with them Chinese fakers in Hong Kong. You know, I, I mean, that seems kind of, uh, why would you go through all of that trouble? For $11? $11 yeah. Hey man. <laughs> you know. Right now I think anybody will do anything for $11 right now, man. <laughs> so. All right, Frank. Well, let's get to the number one story that happened this week. It was Apple's third car. That let me read that again. It was Apple's third fiscal quarter of 2020 earnings. So let's break down some of the things that they announced during this. So they reported a revenue of 59.7 billion dollars, blowing out expectations. Overall revenue for Apple is up 11% from Q3 of 2019, while reported a record-setting $53.8 billion. Now, if you remember, Apple did not give any result, like expectations, going into this quarter. They Wall Street came up with their own ideas of what they thought, and the biggest, you know, point is that the iPhone sales really, really helped out with this uh, feature, which the iPhone SE is coming out at the right time for people who don't want to spend $1,000 for an iPhone, but sure can definitely do uh, for uh, $400 for an iPhone. Well, do you know what the the analyst uh, estimates were? The the analyst estimate was on average $51.4 billion. That means Apple beat the analyst estimates by $8.3 billion. Wow. I mean, it was just enormous. Um, the uh, revenue, like you said, is up 10.9% year over year. Gross margin is up 12%. Mm-hmm. Operating expenses was up 10.4. Operating income was up 13.4. So in total, the net profit is up 12%. Now, this is Apple's third best quarter ever, <laughs> even greater than the 2014 holiday quarter. That's crazy. And all of this with stores not open. Right. And so, a pandemic where people apparently don't have money. Well, then, and the other big thing that I picked up on this, well, I don't know if you did, but three out of the five Mac sales were new customers. That's crazy. I didn't, I didn't and, even read that part. And uh, to me, that's an indicator that uh, people that are working from home um, are starting to they want to they want value for their dollar. Yep. 
and also with everything that's going on with China stealing data, Google uh, giving data away, one the three things that Apple is known for is privacy and quality. And uh, well, let's see what's the other one I'm thinking here. It'll <laughs> come to Frank's I, mind. Hang on a second. Well, while Frank's figuring that out, I'll give it some other things. Uh, Security, uh, privacy, and quality. Okay. So, you know, it, it's just an astronomical quarter. It's, it's, it's fabulous. Yeah, and also their all-time revenue across Apple Music app stores were, were all-time high. Uh, and then the biggest, the even bigger news that came out with this was the idea that Apple has said they're going to split their stock. Uh, Apple announced a four-to-one stock split happening on August 24th, which will then go into effect on August 31st. So, Frank, what does that mean? Well, um, you know, there are, there are differing, different, yeah, there are different opinions on whether a stock split is good or not. Um, the reason that I believe Apple is splitting the stock is because when you split your stock, like this is four to one, right? So if the stock is, let's say, uh, $438, and it's going to divide that by four, the stock per share is going to be worth about $109. Now, some people say it kind of dilutes your stock, but mm-hmm. to me, what it does is, I mean, you're going to have four times as many shares. But what it does, it puts the stock price in range for the average investor. Right. Um, guys like Warren Buffett and these mega investors, they're not so crazy about it. But guys like you and me and um, a lot of the employees at Apple, this is a, a big thing. It's going to allow them to buy more shares. And what happens when you have more people buying your stock and depending upon other variables, but if the stock continues to rise, then you're going to make more money over the long run and you're going to have more investors. And also Apple uh, also buys back their stock so that they can maintain a, a larger controlling interest. Yeah, of course. Uh, now, I want to t- break down the stock that day. So I believe the announcement came on the 30th. So when the day started on the 30th uh, in the morning, they started at 378. As of this taping, it is at 435. Now, if I, had, I don't know the damn percentage of that, it's a damn high percentage. Okay. Uh, so I'm looking at, like, if you look at, like, it is I don't even have a number. It's just too high. So, like, think about that. So, like, we have, like, literally, like, so the amount of money I've made or we've made just alone now, and then when the split happens, it's going to go up that day. There's no doubt about it. It's just going to increase four times the amount that we already own in stock. And, and the other thing that, uh, Will, is that the reason the stock drops at the end of the day, especially stocks um, that are, are within reach of the common investor. People will buy during the day, wait for it to get to <clears throat> a certain price, and then sell. Right. So 
typically your stocks drop slightly at the end of the day at the closing bell. But uh, overall, um, you're going to have a very positive effect on the market. And, and I think this is just indicative of uh, what Apple thinks and how they, they want to sell more of their stock across the board to more investors, not a lot of stocks to one particular investor or, a, you know, a, like a, a, a hedge fund or something like that. And remember, the last time that Apple had a split was April 23rd of 2014, and that was a 7-to-1 split, plus they had a, buy, a, a buyback program as well involved with that. So, and I've been around, we've been around for, I think, two splits. This will now make three. Uh, we were, there was a split one time, and then they did the 7 in 2014, and then they have this one now, since I've been a stockholder anyway. So, uh, so they approved it, uh, and again, this has to do with the results they got. This time. they did not. Ex they Apple didn't even expect the results they got because they knew once they public went public with this m amount of money, they were going to skyrocket anyway because of how much they made. But then they're like, "Well, let's like they they have enough money, they have enough control. Just give it away." You know, Amazon don't do that. Have have dividends. Right. Yeah, so they'll give it a dividend too, and then the other, other items that well you mentioned Google and those those guys haven't split, no, at all. And you know, like I was mentioning, Google is like fourteen hundred dollars a share. Yeah, and so is so, Amazon. Amazon would be just as no different with than than that. They're at three. Uh, yeah. So three thousand. And they're going to attract only high people investors. Right. You know, like for you and I to buy, you know. $1,500 stock, you know, what are you going to buy if, if anything, three shares? Yeah. You know, I, you know, I only the only thing, what I do is when I have the extra cash left over from my dividends, I actually invest into something else. So right now, like I'm invested into Apple, I'm invested into Qualcomm because the qual once I, once, and the reason why is when Qualcomm won the settlement with Apple, I immediately bought four shares just because I knew that. And then on top of it, now they just peaked really high because Huey had a lawsuit with them, the other phone company out in China or Hong Kong, and they won the battle too. So now they, they, they won a, a settlement with them. So they've won two settlements with very two big phone manufacturers because people were stealing their crap. And, and the reality is now Qualcomm's worth so much more now because of that. And that stock has risen uh, since I bought it back when it was about uh, $60 now. Now it's at 111 You know, the only thing I missed was uh, in the in the announcement for Apple on our court. What what was their cash on hand, do you know? Uh, don't have that answer in front of me. Uh, because uh, the last time it was <laughs> it was just like it was enough to buy a country buy multiple countries. Yeah. Yep. And don't forget, too, Will, this whole thing is when the coronavirus hit, they closed the Apple stores and paid and paid the employees. Right. While they were home. While they were home. Not necessarily working from home, but just home. So that was all calculated into the operating expenses. So, you know, that's something that they didn't mention. Right. But I think as a former Apple employee, it's worth noting that, hey, 
they had a good chunk of change go out to Apple employees that they didn't necessarily have to. Right. You know, if they were trying to cut expenses to bolster the third quarter earnings. Correct. I mean, as you can see, they really didn't need to. So here's the perfect example of that, Frank. Thank you for bringing that up. So I was an investor into WWE, and you know I'm a big wrestling fan, right? So, of course, they don't have crowds. They don't have live events. That affects their revenue, right? So in response to that, what they did back in March, about April time, they released about 32 talents. 32 talents were released from their contracts because the only reason why WWE was, was grabbing all these people, but they would never put them on TV. So they would just be getting paid. Why they do that? Well, because they have competition now. They have another channel, another wrestling organization called AEW on TNT that's running the same time as them on Wednesdays, and they didn't want them to grab anybody under their contract. So, guess what? So WWE announced their earnings report. Even though the company laid off a multiple amount of employees to do a significant cost cutting. They reported a net income of $43.8 million. So you tell me... Right. So that means that even if they didn't fire those people, they still would have probably made a net income. Because there's no way those 30 talents are a million dollars each. There's no way. Like, it's probably... Like, all together, of all those 30 talents, probably about $2, 3000000 $3 million probably of, of total amount you know and the fact that they're not traveling anymore so that saves them so much money and i was like so how did they i wasn't expecting to make much but they made a lot and that's and that and that's my point that you just made and why i'm comparing the two is because wb fired all these talents that can't go work anywhere because there's no wrestling going on i mean some companies are grabbing them and still and some are still on tv but apple kept everybody on and they maybe they're on a little bit more of a hiring freeze, but they are, but I, I don't say so because I'm looking for a job. Uh, they are definitely still hiring. And this brings a question to me now is Frank is is the Apple store really worth opening up now? That's a good question. That's a good question because um, I think what you might see or something that we talked about, several episodes ago and that is that a lot of these stores that need a facelift in malls they may start to reconsider mm -hmm. and either build a store outside a mall and kind of consolidate them you know what i mean right like say take freehold and and quaker bridge for example and say okay i know they're about 40 minutes apart can we find some place in between where we could buy a parcel of land, build our own building, and then draw people from both areas and have less employees? I don't know. It's hard to figure out what they're going to do. Um, but it's plain to see that, you know, maybe they don't need the brick and mortars as much as they thought they did. Yep. And that's my fear is that Apple stores, as far as building them, are going to be few and far between now. And I think they might still upgrade some of the stores just to have all of them kind of look somewhat the same. I think that's still a, a very important feature. Because if, again, if one store has this big video wall and the other stores don't, it, it, it's kind of like, 
why would you go there for training or why would you go there for a certain reason? You know, which is going to change anyway because, you know, with Apple Camp, they did a WebEx uh, with, with people. That's what they're doing. Um, I haven't heard any feedback on that, but, the you know, that's what they're using as a tool to communicate with everybody. And you have to wonder, are they going to start doing that with creatives? Because once they go back to the Apple Store, if there's nothing going on in the store, what are they going to do? They, I, don't, I don't think they're going to fire them, you know. One of the things that, I mean... If the web stuff takes off, you're, I think you're going to see more creatives working that end of it. But I think you alluded to several episodes ago um, that one of the things Apple likes to do is to take a historic building yes. and house this store in this historic building by and maintaining the historical value of it. I think they may look for more opportunities like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so who knows? Um, yeah, my, my, my worry, I think Apple stores are always going to still exist. Uh, there's no way they're getting rid of them. but Because some of them are just landmarks now in certain cities. Uh, but I think as far as building newer stores, they're going to be very few and far between, which they kind of have been the last couple of years. Obviously, there's no more mall stores. or They're definitely not going forward with mall stores anymore. If anything, they're trying to get them outside of the mall at least on the outer area, they're gonna—they're treating them like they are a like an end one, like a Nordstrom or a Macy. That—that's how Apple wants to be treated because they don't correct the foot traffic in the mall. Yes, correct. They can make up their—they can kind of control their hours by doing that. Uh, so we'll see what the future of Apple stores will be like. I'll be very interested to see it. But you know, the main thing—I think the whole thing that we have to take away from today. Is Frank is back on the podcast? Who cares about what the hell's going on in the world right now? Yeah. No, I'm just good that I'm just glad to hear your voice. For the last couple of weeks, I've been kind of going solo. I had to get other people on. You know, last episode we talked about the pros and cons of just being an Apple uh, owner, and we talked a little bit about that. And then we did our Apple retail series talking about the role of a specialist and an expert with my friend Cruz. And then last, and then two weeks ago, I talked about the role of a genius and we broke down like the glass door, um, like how much people are paid, what's the feedback from people. So we had those previous episodes while Frank was gone. Hopefully Frank will be back for next week for our next episode. Hopefully there's some good Apple news. Cause I thought like once I knew the stock level hit, I knew Frank would want to come on. And I knew, I, I knew that the FBI would find him call and we got him back on to the podcast. Well, I would, you know, Tim Tim Cook was in front of Congress last week. Yeah. And I, I just want to read something that uh, an analyst wrote. He said Tim Cook was talking about Apple's review of apps. Specifically, he was describing the guidelines or rules that govern the approval process when he said it's a righteous process because we are because we care so deeply about privacy and security and quality. Now, those are the three words that that Tim Cook uses to describe the soul and the heart of Apple. Privacy, security, and quality. Um, I think maybe for next time, we'll, we, we may want to delve into that a little bit. Um, I, I really think that he hit on something there. And we'll see what happens with this antitrust stuff in Congress. Yeah. But, 
I didn't I didn't dive into it only because I I kind of feel there are more important things going on right now than uh, worry about an antitrust issue. You know, people are kind of like not working and kind of are almost out of their homes. So, you know, there are, I think, a little bit more important things than antitrust issues right now, um, especially when you talk about like Amazon not selling Apple products or Apple not allowing Amazon in their apps. Like it's like and then the 30 percent that people complain about that Apple takes, which really everybody takes, uh, you know, there, there, there is just a bunch of complainers. Well, I, I used to work in the publishing industry. Okay, mm-hmm. and in the especially in the royalty section, and an author, if he signed a contract, rarely, rarely did they get more than fifteen percent wow. of net sales. Wow. Okay, so thirty percent. Now, granted, but the the publishing company had to put out the cost for the printing of the books, the storing of the books. The shipping, but they, in my mind, they never had the exposure that the Apple Store has. Mm-hmm. Asking thirty percent, you or I could write a book, put it on iBooks, and you have the potential of hitting millions, literally mm-hmm. millions of people. Where if you published a book in paper form. You would not be able to hit all of that mm-hmm. with advertising or not. I think thirty percent is extremely reasonable for them curating that particular app or book. And and by the way, if it wasn't for Apple, there would be no App Store. You wouldn't even have a job. You wouldn't even have an app to publish. So I'm always gonna use that argument as like, well, who else was out there doing this before Apple did it? And your answer is gonna be. Nobody. And how many billions of dollars have they paid to developers to date? Right. I mean, and they they do publish that number. Yes, they, they do. do. Uh, usually at WWDC, but um, this year was kind of condensed because it was a web version. Mm-hmm. But the number that the number of dollars that they issued to developers through the App Store is unbelievable. Mm. Just you know, hey. It's a give and take, man. Right. You know? Well, that is a good way to end the note on today's podcast. Frank, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, but I want you fans to make sure that you check us out everywhere. We're on multiple platforms, by the way. If you're not listening to us just on Apple Podcasts, we are on Spotify. We are on Google Music. We are on Amazon. We are on every podcast platform, including Stitcher. So you could check us out everywhere. And Please subscribe and leave us a great review. Frank, next week, make sure that you are make sure there's no more hurricanes coming and we'll get you on next week and perhaps we could dive a little deeper into the antitrust because I, I know you have more you would love to say on it. And I think that we could it'd be a great topic to bring up one day for our listeners. It was great and it's good to be back. Damn right. All right, everybody, take care as we have our favorite coronavirus song to lead us out of the way. Thank you, guys, and enjoy your weekend.